Podcast. My name is Dan Ledbetter, and with me today is the lovely and talented founder and CEO of Little Bird Marketing, Priscilla McKinney. How are you, Priscilla? I'm great. Good morning, Dan. Yeah, good morning. Thank you for coming out today. I appreciate it. You taking time out of your obviously busy schedule to sit down and have a conversation. Well, this this should be fun. I love talking. Good. Well, <laughs> so do I. We're perfectly matched there. So what I wanted to do today, Priscilla, is talk to you about Little Bird Marketing, obviously, but I'd love to get some history on it and find out how you came up with the idea, where it came from, how you got into marketing, and all of the stuff that led up to you becoming this amazing marketing company. <laughs> well, I think that if you talk with any entrepreneur, right. you'd probably be surprised about their story, <laughs> and the reality is that entrepreneur is equally as surprised about their story. <laughs> it, sometimes entrepreneurship, you know, comes as quite a shock to the system. And you hear that, you know, in different ways from people about, I don't know, this just, it just happened. I didn't mean to start a company, you know, and those people I, I, I resonate with. I mean, obviously right. you've got those people who plan and plot for years and, uh, you know, hats off to them. But there are an awful lot of us, and especially those of us who are serial entrepreneurs, just can't seem to help ourselves, right. um, you know, that even when we look back at our own story, we scratch our head. How did this happen? This seems so crazy. If I had tried to align the, these stars up in this way again, it's just not going to happen. So, you know, I come from banking. I put myself through school in banking. I worked for years at Wells Fargo. And I know that sounds like a crazy entree into marketing, but I'm a little bit of that odd owner. I love the books. I love the process of how you make money. And I used to have this print in my office, a quote from Andy Warhol that said the thing he loved the most is the art of business. Oh, yeah, right. I remember and I, that I'm, quote. I'm sure I just botched that quote. Yes. But, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Andy will forgive you. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, that resonates with me, too. We're a creative company, but, um, you know, you really got to know your books and really got to know your strengths and understand what do people perceive as value because they're only going to pay for value. Right. So anyway, my start was in, in banking, oddly mm -hmm. enough, and I ended up in banking getting myself into positions with credit card processing, and that grew and grew over years, and eventually I was courted by a company that uh, did credit card processing for a very large portfolio, but 60 of the top U.S. ski resorts. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, and talk about, you know, some hefty clients. These are Aspen, Vail, Mount Bachelor, Mount Hood, you know, just some big guns. You know, you got an $80 million processing going on. People care what's going right. on. Yeah, that's a ton of processing per day, I would imagine. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Let me just tell you, this back in the day of pagers, <laughs> did I just say that? You did. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and you always had your pager on in the, in the winter. Oh, I my mean, gosh. You were, you were on call. So I got working with these companies, and it just so happened that those were the companies at that point who could afford loyalty and gift card programs to be integrated into the credit card processing. Oh, okay, yes, yes. So here's the connection. <laughs> so we were providing very high-end. At that point, you had to pay about... Fifty grand put a gift and loyalty card system. Holy cats! Are you no, kidding me? Really, really. And I, you know, now I can go out and sell a gift card program to a local merchant for, you know, start them up for fifty bucks. It's right. ridiculous. So 
I learned in that sense the hard way. I learned, you know, really what goes into those types of programs. And because of that expertise, eventually when I owned my own processing company, I had a lot of expertise and gift and loyalty and how to manage those systems. And I, I also, because of the technical side of what you have to provide for that level of a client, you know, we were putting in banks and banks of, of credit card terminals before the Internet. Right. Wow, I'm really sounding old. I, I, <laughs> how was it like when the Wright brothers flew that plane? <laughs> exactly. But, you know, we were linking these with CU addresses for those people who love telephone. And we had to have microwave channel banks up on the mountain. Can you imagine? Right. There's no phone lines all the way up on the top of these mountains. You know, you go up to the top and ski up there and you want to buy a Coke. We've got to be able to run that machine. So right. just a lot of really difficult technology that I cut my teeth on. And what that ended up morphing into is that I really understood how to create the systems. And, you know, I won't go into a lot of the detail, but create different systems that would incent people to keep coming back to the mountain. Which is, in and of itself, marketing. Absolutely. Because if, if you know, if the actual user experience there at the point of sale doesn't create enough of a perceived value Right. For them to take that and then come back to the mountain, the whole thing was for naught. Right. So, like I said, when I opened my own processing company, a lot of people wanted me to give them that expertise on gift and loyalty. And mm. what ended up happening is they would buy it from me, but they didn't know how to run it or put it in place. And I kept getting requests, well, hey, what do you think about this? And I, I couldn't help myself. I, I love that. I, I get just energized by, hey, try this in your business. And well, what do you, what's really profitable to you? How can we get people to do the behaviors that, you know, that help you really float your boat here? And you know, we talk about that and about how people begin to love your brand because you embrace your real loyal customers and really great conversations. But I was always drawn into those from the business owners who, you know, were buying this product from me, but really wanted me to help create a basically marketing plan and strategy about how to implement this tool. Well, that's what's so funny. Even just talking to you about this, and how many years ago was this? Well, that was probably... 11 or 12 years ago when I opened that and opened that business and you know was really working with people on it right. you know, on marketing more than more than I thought I and probably more than I should have been <laughs> to be <laughs> but honest that's, but that's but that's what's so funny even you talking about it now something that happened 12 years ago I can still get the excitement in your voice yeah about wanting to help people and hey what did you think about this what about trying this and it's it's so funny because I think that's really the heart of a true marketer is when you can be contagious Right, right. Yeah, so I get that. I get that about you, and that's what's so fun. So, I mean, it's little prize that you've moved into this venue from, from that. Right, well, that's a lot of support, too. You can hear that and you can see that, but, you know, my husband saw it on me every day. I'd come home and he'd be like, oh, you must have helped somebody market something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, I sold a, you know, a gift and loyalty program. And he's like, yeah, and how long did you stay there helping them figure out how to make it work? You know? <laughs> Three weeks. <laughs> you know, so I, I began to do, you know, the horror of all horrors, which is unpaid consulting. Oh, uh, boy. You know, but I, but I did love it. I had a passion for it, and I still do. And, and you know, my husband saw that and saw how that I, I felt like um, I was providing a value to people and being of service, you know, far beyond just the product that I would leave behind. 
Right. And saw that effect on me. And when it came time to think about, you know, buying this agency, which really came up out of the blue, financially, it didn't make a whole lot of sense because the business model of our other business is residual based and it's very steady. And, you know, you don't have to recreate the wheel every month and all of these problems inherent in agency world. And yet he knew that I couldn't not do it. Yeah. It was something that was just naturally in you. Yeah, and, and he, he could see that that would really add to, you know, my, my own experience right. my, and, my, and my joy. <laughs> How about so, that? So where was the tipping point? I mean, when, when did it actually occur to you that, wow, I can not only do this and help people, which is this thing that just springs up naturally inside of me, but when, when was the point when you said, wow, I can actually make this a career? Well... <laughs> Like I said at the beginning, the story would probably be just as surprising to you as it is to me. <laughs> and here I am, surprised again. I didn't see it, and um, I didn't see that that should be my career, and it took someone else seeing it and just really calling a spade a spade. And uh, I had a girlfriend who owned a marketing company, and she was doing a very good job, but she didn't really like going out and getting the new client. She loved the work. Oh, okay. And, uh, I was always out there with clients. I mean, I, you know, my other company, I have 400 local clients, and I'm out there talking with people about their business day in and day out. So to me, that was very natural. Well, in order, I ended up doing so much like marketing, like free, you know, free consulting there that I realized at some point I've got to either do this and get paid for it, or, you know, I need to find some other solution for them. And I went to this friend and said, hey, I have a suggestion for you. How about I send you this business so that I can, you know, be freed up and go on and sell my things. But then my client is taken care of. And I, I, I wanted to make sure that that was happening. I didn't want to sell a gift and loyalty program and just have it not work. That's just disappointing. Right. So we were like, that, that works great. So I had brought some clients to her. And about a year later, just some things in her own life, she was going to be leaving the area, and she took me out to lunch, and I mean, really, to me, out of the blue. I was out shopping for a new place to move my other company, and so she knew I was looking for a new office, and she took me to lunch, and she was like, well, I'm, I'm going to be leaving town, and I have my grow marketing, and she said, you know, I'm trying to really quote her correctly, but she basically said, Either I'm going to sell it to you or I'm going to close it. Wow. And I was like, what? <laughs> wow. Um, that's that's like, a big vote of confidence. Yeah, I was like, okay, well, the pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's so funny. She saw that that was what I was doing naturally and that I, I basically if I had that team and that staff and that mindset that I, I could do it. And that started a process where, you know, I'd come home, talk with it. I mean, talk it through with my husband, and that's, again, where he could see from the outside just being, you know, supportive in that and saying, you know, I don't know that you can't not do this. This is this makes you so happy on another level that, that we got to try this. you gotta, you got to see what's at the end of this line. Right. So that's how I strangely ended up with a marketing company, and I <laughs> have been in love ever since. It has been a crazy journey. But it has been so rewarding, and I I, just, I love this work. You're right. You can hear it in my voice. I still, you know, I, I still love it. Yeah. Well, how many years have you been doing Little Bird now? 
about five. About five, five years. years. Wow. Yeah. And you and you still have the thing that is impressive to me is that you still have this vibrancy and this passion just oozing out of your voice when you talk about it. Well, yeah, there's that, and then there's also elbow grease. Yeah, of, there is a little bit of that, too. I've got sure. a lot of grease on my elbow, and I tell you, that's like a you know big difference. A lot of either they call them advertising agencies or marketing agencies or anything, a lot of them come in and do program stuff, but I'm still that nitty-gritty get down into it and sometimes there are plans that only work by elbow grease and I and I'm I think that that's a value that my clients see and they know that I'm I'm in it I'm, I'm behind their company and and my success gets tied to their success and my failures get tied to you know potential failures for their for them so I sure I take it you know personally and I and I work it that way right now tell me a little bit about the company itself now how many uh, people do you have working with you well, it kind of depends how you see that. Our, our our basic team is about seven or eight. Okay. And then we have some ancillary vendors, you know, subcontractors that we are just very close with, work with either every other day or every other week, who are just really the best in their field. And to try and keep a lean shop but yet still deliver the absolute highest quality, you really need to have those particular experts where they're not full-time with you because they are in demand for right. a lot of other projects. So that's really how we've been able to stay, you know, Joplin Midwest prices, but deliver what, you know, would be award-winning even on a Chicago level. Right. Well, now, speaking of award-winning, give me a little bit of background, because I, I know I, I've been following you, obviously, on <laughs> not not that I've been stalking by any means, but I've noticed that you guys have have garnered a lot of awards over the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, you know, we, we started participating with the Ad Federation, and uh, two years in a row now, we basically cleaned house. The first year we went in, we did leave not only with... Um, a crazy amount of awards, but we also got Best in Show, which was wow. very, very exciting to come in the first year and, you know, take the take the big prize. So that was super fun. Uh, and I just feel like for my team, that's just a massive pat on the back to say, see, see, you know, what, what you come in and do every day, it means something. Right, right. And then uh, this last year, just recently, we went in and same thing. It was, you know, a lot of, a little bit <laughs> A little bit embarrassing. We just came up to get to the podium to get the award, get back to the table, send someone else. But, you know, I say that in good fun specifically because I really love that night for my team. I feel like, you know, I'm out in the front. I'm out in the limelight a lot. I get a lot of good jobs and pats on the back, but my team really enjoys that night. And I, I love seeing them, you know, get the recognition. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a good chance for them to see the uh if you will, the spoils of their labor, you know, that it, that it just isn't something, you know, you, you go out, you hit the deadline. Now you got another deadline. Right. You got this. It like actually says, wow, what you've done is important and it matters and it has impact. Right. And I, you know, not to diminish it at all, but I will say those awards are largely based on beauty (laughs) and, and effective, you know, very good technical rendering of design, there's some that are given for actual concepts, like for like a whole campaign concept and things like that. Right. But I'm going to tell you the award to me, you know, the clients voting saying, yeah, you've made it look good, but 
oh my gosh, this is, these are the results in our books because of it. And so, you know, I take the awards with a little bit of grain of salt. It's good. It's good for my, my um, staff. It is obviously it's good for us in PR, sure. but I'm still honed in on, you know, the people who are judging those things, they can't know, did that accomplish the goal that the client had in mind? Mm, gotcha. They don't know that. And gotcha. so I, you know, I don't want to hang my hat completely on those types of awards. They are nice. But I want to hang my hat on the reputation I get from my clients for really delivering an effective campaign and a strategy around that beautiful design. Got you. Yeah, that's, I didn't, you know what, I didn't even think about that because I, <laughs> I thought that the two were tied in. You know, that it was not only a beautiful campaign, but it was also a successful one. So you could have, a you know, an amazing campaign that didn't do anything for a client. Right. <laughs> and who wants that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that, that dancing well, squirrel with a top hat and cane really didn't sell uh, toilet bowl sanitizers like we thought it would. I don't know. You might be on to something. I'm worth it. <laughs> I just want a 10% royalty on that one. Exactly. But I think that's that's the, you know, you can't get too hung up on those things. But I look at, you know, from when we started, the clients that I have from when I started, I still have. <laughs> so, oh, that's awesome. So obviously year upon year, you know, I'm a little bit freakish and then I like books. I like, I come from a banking background. I, I'm in my P&L every day and I like to talk with clients who are in their P&Ls every day because that's what they're trying to do. They're, they're trying to grow their business and, and grow their market share all day long that's what they should be doing and that's right. really what i love yeah well priscilla thank you for taking time out to to have this conversation today i mean honestly i've still got like a million questions that i'd like <laughs> to ask but you know i don't think anyone's ever done a 24-hour podcast before so <laughs> yeah let's not <laughs> yeah let's not do let's not start but would, would you come back again because i'd love to continue this conversation absolutely love Great. to so listeners, thank you for listening to the Little Bird Podcast, and we'd like to encourage you to tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you on our Facebook page, on the Little Bird website, or wherever you downloaded this podcast from. Drop us a line, drop us a note, and let us know your thoughts. So once again, for the Little Bird Podcast, this is Dan Ledbetter, along with Priscilla McKinney, saying have a great and cage-free thought day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.